We're continuing our discussion talking about raising a family culture without, or at least minimizing, the sibling rivalry. How do you build a relationship, build friendship among your kids? Well, hello again. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you back. We're continuing our discussion talking about raising a family culture without, or at least minimizing, the sibling rivalry. Yes, you're listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Mm -hmm. And this is a super practical issue, that one that we all deal with if we have more than one child. Yes. And you said you wanted to talk about... How do you build a relationship, build friendship among your kids? Well, can I say one thing sort of preparatory to that? Okay. And that's this. Our kids learn from our example. And I have seen families that have lots of stress and lots of friction between the kids and wonder where the kids get that. And then you meet the parents and you say, oh, because the parents are very sarcastic, sardonic, you know, ironic type of people. And And that's what the kids learn. And so, you well, know, you know how I remember when our kids were young, and I was thinking, why is this child angry all the time? And I bought Lou Priello's book, The Heart of Anger, mm-hmm. to find out what his problem was. And I found out that um, well, his problem is uh, me. His yeah. problem was me because my anger was a bad example. Well, we, and, I mean, and you know, the, ouch. we do need to recognize that, that we need to be walking in a way that that we want our kids to imitate. Yeah, that if we want them to be kind to one another, we need to be being kind to each other and yes. being kind to them. Um, and to be an example of those who believe, you know, as Timothy yes. was encouraged. And what does that Proverbs say? Say that the law of kindness is on her tongue. Oh, yeah, Proverbs 31. Oh, and what does it say about rejecting angry men or, or men or, who are contentious? And it's like, ooh. Yeah, all of those kind of things. We need to, you know, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. I mean, we do that, don't we sometimes? So many warnings. Sometimes we are. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. You know, you mentioned that in uh, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In fact, they were talking about that at church this past week. 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul talks about what love is and love is not. And I don't think Paul was saying, you know what? You people have got this nailed. You are doing so well. I am so proud of you. Because it's like, <laughs> I think you're saying Paul you're says, so bad at this, people. It's, it's like Paul is saying, love is patient. You're not. You know, <laughs> love is kind. You're not. It's, that should be a warning to us. Ouch, you know? yeah. And so, but, you know, we, we've heard those verses all our lives, and we tend to just gloss them. Yeah. You know, uh, love they, is patient. Love is kind. And we, and right. we picture the little Hearts fat. Hearts and flowers. We yeah. picture the little fat um, statue, you know. With, yeah. And we forget that this is real and that it affects our day-to-day life, our family. It says love does not count a wrong suffered. That means you have to overlook some to, opportunities to be offended with each other. It's to your glory to overlook a transgression, the word says. All very important stuff. And so. Need to live it. One thing we need to do is to teach our kids those verses. You know, that as you notice the, the temperature rising in your home, say, you know, guys, maybe this week we should memorize, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. You know, bring these things into your family. Some great resources that that do that. Like, um, 
for instruction in righteousness by doorpost is one that we've used a lot with our kids growing up. Yes. But bring that word into your family and remind them and remind yourself that, you know, we should be living like and talking like believers. You know, some practical things that you can do to build relationship with your kids is um, give them things to do together that they're going to want to do so badly. It'll be worth them getting along. Okay. What, what, would you like to suggest on this? Uh, making cookies. Oh, <laughs> you know? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I want the two of you to make cookies. If I hear any argument, I'm going to put it in the fridge. And <laughs> we're not going to do that today. Mm, yeah. You know, a project that they've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. You know, buy them a, a Lego kit that they both desperately wanted and say, you know, if I hear any arguing over this, I'm going to put it away so you can get along. Well, that was one of the one of our rules when they were, especially when they were younger, was that we would not allow a bone of contention in our family. And so yeah. if the two of them would, were fighting over something, then there's very strong likelihood it, it would be impounded for a time. You know, to say, you know, if you if you two can't share this toy that's meant to be shared, then we'll just take it out of, we'll take it out of play. You know, one thing that is really helpful, kids have a lack of perspective. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that is the mark of maturity is when, you, um, when you're able to see things from somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. You can help your kids develop that. And so when, when they say something foolish to a sibling that hurts their feelings, you can get them alone and say, you know, let's talk about this. Uh-huh. Let me explain how your sister felt when you said that it would, how would you feel if she said and mm-hmm. criticized one of your flaws and to help them to, to understand other people's perspective by explaining it to them or by role playing and acting it out. You know, let's mm-hmm. role play. You pretend to be her. I'll pretend to be you. Let me show you a different way to handle it. You said something important there. I think taking them alone to do this, not to, not to embarrass them in front of their siblings in because revenge. Because the goal is not embarrassment. The goal no, is to learn. The goal is discipleship and instruction. And, you know, if it's something that needs discipline, that needs punishment, then there's ways to punish. But again, that's something that we always made a point to do privately. Yeah. You know, and and that's, you know, that's another thing too, because I think trying one of the ways to keep peace between the siblings is to protect their individual dignity you know to say if i have to criticize a child if i have to correct a child or punish a child in some way i'll take that child separately and and speak to them or do whatever um privately so that they're not held up to derision by their siblings yeah absolutely or so they don't feel you know they don't feel humiliated even if their siblings don't you know, never said a thing to them. They don't feel that. You know, uh, something else is to to encourage them to do things for their siblings. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody has been ugly to one of their siblings or unkind to one of their siblings, to have them do something for that sibling. Can you think of something nice you could do for them? Do you, yeah. Could you take one of their chores? <clears throat> could, is there something they've been begging you to do, which is very common if it's little siblings? Mm-hmm. Is there something they've been begging you to do that you could do Mm -hmm. to encourage them to look for ways to bless their siblings? Yeah. You know, to seek out ways to bless their siblings. And, you know, and we've seen that pay off in our adult kids because I remember one time one of our adult kids calling me and saying, mom, can you transfer $200 to my brother's account? I said, sure, but why? And I said, did you buy something from me? He said, no, but 
yeah, he was telling me that his client hadn't paid him yet. His rent's bound to be due soon. And, you know, could you just transfer some money from my account to his account? It's just a gift because he doesn't need to be worrying about that. He's got exams coming up. And we've seen wow. that. We've seen that from again and again. again and again from different siblings toward different siblings as as they've each gone up and down sometimes economically and, you know, at different times. So, um, and you know, what was interesting is that mm -hmm. particular situation. Yeah. It was two of our kids that, oh my goodness, they had the hardest time getting along when they were young because it seemed like whatever one of them said, the other one was sure to misinterpret and take it in the worst possible way. Well, and, and that's, I, that's, I can't tell you how many times I would get them, get them and I'd say, what did you say? Yeah. You know, well, this is, but, but he meant that. No, no, he didn't. Yeah. Maybe he meant this instead, you know, yeah. and trying to explain them to each other. It's like, you know how you're walking a dog yeah. and he passes one dog and, goes, and he passes the next dog and goes, and for no apparent reason. Well, and, and that's, that's something I find a lot of parenting, particularly as we get, as the kids get older, it becomes very Solomonic. Yes. <laughs> you have to do a lot of coaching. You have to do a lot of, um, let's look at it a little differently kind of, you know, conversations. And, um, and I think that at, at one, at one end, we need to teach our kids, don't be offensive, you know, don't offend people. Don't but be I, mean. Don't be mean. But on the other hand, we also have to teach our kids, don't be quick to take offense. Yeah, Because some of them. That has provoked more arguments and trouble in our house than being mean has been. Because sometimes, yeah, our kids are not mean-spirited kids, but sometimes they get careless or distracted or they're just irritable today. And another one is like ready, just, just on just the starting ready to line, take offense. just ready to be offended. And, and then there's a fight and it said, you know, that's so unnecessary. And I think too, having a culture of peace within the house and peace between the siblings, you know, another thing contributes is it, did they feel like there is a level of justice and fairness in the home? Yeah. You know, you, no, we one know is, no one gets a free ride. That no, no one, one is, is no one yeah. is singled out for trouble. No one is singled out as the favorite. And you have to be very careful, you know, because sometimes that baby or the one girl in a family of boys or the one little boy in the family of girls or whatever, you know, they might get singled out quite unfairly. And, you know, when, when our kids have a conflict, I find I have to sit down and ask, okay, what did your brother do? Well, my brother hit me. Did you hit him? Well, yeah, but he hit me first. Oh, really? Did you hit him first? Well, yeah, but he called me a name. Oh, did you call him a name? <laughs> and just drilled back and forth until wow. you get to the point and say, now, where, where could you have avoided this argument? Like yeah. when, when you stumbled you over him. Could you have chosen to for, overlook a transgression? Yeah, when you, when you stepped on his toe, could you have just said, ouch, instead of calling him a name? Could you have believed that he didn't mean it? Yeah. You know, one of the things, Hal, that, that one of the ways I've dealt with, it was important to me that none of our kids feel like, felt like one of them was the favorite. Yeah. Because... Well, my daddy was the middle child and he felt like he was the one left out. Yeah. He was neither the oldest nor the youngest who cared. And so it was really important to me that everybody feel special. So do you know what I've always done? What have you done? I'd say, who's my favorite five-year-old? Yes. Who's my favorite five-year-old in the whole world? Well, there's only one in the family, so that makes it easy, right? <laughs> yes. And who's my favorite nine-year-old? And, and you're my, my favorite 17-year-old. Yeah. Because I have a favorite child, all of them. They're all my favorite. 
they're all it's all wonderful. yes yes well okay so that's a lot of practical stuff and it looks like we're out of time so okay, i think next. we need so to wrap it up listen find mm -hmm. our blog and store at raisingrealmen.com right you can get our book raising real men it's the second revised expanded expanded edition 10th anniversary edition yes you can grab it there it'll help you out raising a lot of your boys if you're struggling mm -hmm. with that middle age, middle school age which is when a lot of this stuff happens oh yes then grab no longer little it's a book entirely about the middle school years that's right you can also find that at raising real men or at no longer little.com we yes. have a page for the book separately by itself you can also leave us a message on our listener response line 919 two nine five zero three two one okay nine one nine two nine five zero three two one and we would love to hear from you just leave us a message there yeah, and maybe we can use you and follow us subscribe uh -huh. contact us on social media we're everywhere at raising real men great okay so until next time we appreciate your time with us i'm hal and i'm melanie god bless you for listening take care y'all bye-bye bye-bye